Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode with Rider Realty's Tuesday Tips. We are here again with Jason Kruger of Fairway Mortgage, and today we're going to be talking about what we wish buyers knew beforehand. So off top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is I wish that buyers knew not to Google your loan officer and just pick the very first thing that comes up. Do you agree with that? Yeah, everybody should use me, you know? No. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a big one. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into your offer, okay? And when that pre-approval goes over and it's from a respected loan officer mm-hmm. or company, it gives you a advantage just from the agents, nothing more than just the agents having mm-hmm. a, you know, being comfortable with uh, that particular company or that loan officer. So mm-hmm. that that's huge. Um in in this market when it's just competitive as it is right now, mm-hmm. any angle you can get, it, you know, it matters. Absolutely. So. And as agents, we know which companies are easy to work with. We know which ones are a pain in the butt. I've had people come to me and say, I'm approved for this company we've never heard of. And then I've looked them up and they've been in some other state. And I know that what they were given for their pre-approval isn't super reliable. And it's definitely a huge thing to go to your agent, ask them, who they suggest you use and who you get pre-approved with first. What are some other things off top of your head? Probably the, one of the biggest things is when you're shopping for your mortgage, your interest rate only isn't the only determining factor of, of how good you did on, on getting your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways for you to lower your interest rate through purchasing discount points or something. It's a fee, which is a fee up front that you can pay to lower your interest rate. Mm-hmm. A lot of lenders will advertise an interest rate. And if you scroll down on that ad and you'll see a little asterisk next to that interest rate, it's mm-hmm. going to say this rate is based on, and it gives a scenario of purchase price, down payment, loan amount, and discount points. Okay. And those are can be massive sometimes. So you might feel good that you got a what you feel is a great loan because your interest rate's low. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you're paying a big premium up front for the interest rate that you might not have to pay for with another lender for a similar interest rate. So that is the, if I could change anything, mm-hmm. uh, personally is, would be that lenders, you know, would be able to advertise their interest rate with no discount points. So it's an even level playing field mm-hmm. for consumers to choose from. And make it just less complicated Absolutely. for the average person that doesn't buy a house every single day of their life. Absolutely. I had a, I, not to, I had a client come to me and they were refinancing. It was about two months ago. And uh, I caught her. She had just made her loan application. She called me the night before. I called her in the morning. She was high strung and wanted to do her application right away. And I caught her. She already did her application. And I said, Hey, let's just, just to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, mm-hmm. um, or, or potentially, you know, a great loan that you're going into. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you told me your interest rate. I knew her credit score based off our conversation. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way they're doing that loan for that rate without paying, uh, points. But anyways, we ended up finding out that on her refinance, she was being charged $16,000 in closing costs and prepaids on Whoa. a, it was like a 200 some odd thousand dollar home. So I quickly educated her mm-hmm. on um, her loan that she's in mm-hmm. currently that she, her refinance versus what we would be able to do here at Fairway Mortgage. And uh, she couldn't have withdrawn her loan application fast enough from the other company when oh, it yeah. up closing it, you know. 
a few weeks back. So that that would be the number one thing. Uh, if I'm diving into just a general people are looking to purchase homes, there's what you can be approved for and then there's what you're comfortable with. And those are most likely more times than not two different numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, I've had people call me, say, Hey, look at $250,000 houses. I've been pre-approved. I'm like, great. Just to make sure we're on the same page. What do you think your payment's going to be? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they start telling me that they want to pay, you know, $850 a month. Mm-hmm. So real important that you correlate, Hey, what's your pre-approved for? What's your comfort level? And look in those price points instead of wasting your time and your real estate agent's time. And on the flip side of that, also, I've had people think their budget's $100,000 for their payment. And then they realize interest rates are so low and their budget's really like 130. And then they just spend all this time looking at these houses that they think are crap. And then oh, yeah. here they can afford a lot more than they expected. Well, a lot of people don't realize as well, too, when they're looking on a 30-year fixed, okay, if they go up $20,000 in house outside of any kind of variation from property taxes mm-hmm. and homeowners insurance, mm-hmm. you're going up every 10000 or in this case, 20000 It's mm-hmm. going to equate to roughly $50 a month in principal interest. So they're going to have $20,000 more in house. And with rates as low as it, it's actually less than that right now. But but you can have $20,000 more in house and pay an extra 100 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And you know, hundred dollars or twenty thousand more in house might put them into the, something that checks more boxes for their needs mm-hmm. and their wants. Mm-hmm. So that's Absolutely. that's another good one. Absolutely. Um, okay, one more thing off top of my head. I think that it would be good to educate some people on those fees that they can expect up front. Um, we'll kind of touch on like the appraisal fee, the um, inspections, um, closing costs. If you want to kind of give us a little rundown on that. I won't get into closing costs because there's too much compliance on my end. Okay. Uh, and I won't. I can't speak fast with all the disclosures like you'll hear on commercials. <laughs> okay. Okay. But we will talk about some upfront costs that you can expect when you're going to buy a house. And okay. this is the thing I always like to educate borrowers on. When you come to me and we're pre-approved, listen, that doesn't cost money. It costs me money or you know fairway money mm-hmm. uh, to pull credit and do you know time invested, but. Um, from a borrower standpoint is I want to prepare them for that day that their offer gets accepted, what they need to expect from that point moving mm-hmm. forward as far as out-of-pockets go. So the first thing is when an offer is accepted, more times than not, there's earnest money that's on the purchase agreement. That's a good faith gesture. We're giving you some money. We're under contract. Um, and depending on the price point and the area, what you're looking in, um, that those can vary. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, we see around here pretty common $500 to $1,000 in earnest money. Yep. So that money, it doesn't just, you know, we're not just stroking a check for that and it goes nowhere. That money's going to come off your cash needed at closing yep. when you close in 30 to 45 days or whatever your contract close date is. So that gets applied towards your your down payment, closing costs, you know, all those things are added up and then we subtract us. So that's a credit. So it's and we're going to pay that up front right now, so be prepared to write that check. And then at closing, you're going to it's going to offset what you need at closing. Um, when they come to me, they have to pay for an appraisal. What is an appraisal? All right. Well, we're lending money, so we we need to make sure that collateral is worth what you're paying for it, just in case you would default. If I'm keeping it real here, right? If you if you stop making your mortgage payment, we got to take over that house. Then we need to make sure that that house is worth what you're paying for it. Right. Okay. 
appraisals, depending on the type of loans, uh, we have to make sure it's in, you know, good enough condition for us to lend on it. Okay. So your appraisal ranges, depending on the lender you're going with, I'm going to tell you from a, a short, small end, top end, appraisal is probably going to run you as, you know, I've seen 350 to, I've seen some companies pay, um, you know, $600 on a single family home. As you get into like duplexes and stuff like that, those cost more. Uh, but the appraisal money, you, you, you definitely um, have to be aware of. And then the last thing, which I don't get into too much besides I say it's real important for you to get a home inspection. Um, I don't know every, you know, everybody's cost when it comes to right. that. I typically tell people, hey, if you're having a general home inspection, you know, you're going to, depending on the square footage of the house, you're going to be around 500 bucks. Okay. That could be, and then if you have a, you know, radon test, pest inspections, well septic, you're going to, you know, throw that over and above. Right, yeah. And your realtor can give you more info Absolutely. on I tell, that stuff too. Yep. I tell every single person, listen, I don't know what your home inspect, you know, mm-hmm. home inspections go for these days, um, but um, talk to your real estate agent. And plan to budget it. Yes, absolutely. And then the closing costs, we won't touch on it too much on like numbers, but just know that that's something to budget and talk with your officer about wrapping them in and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of hands involved to get a mortgage complete. You have the lender, okay? They're going to have a fee, okay? You have the title company. You have title insurance, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you have a survey. You know, what's a survey? Well, they're going to show you your plot of land or where your house sits on it, and make sure somebody's pool isn't in your backyard and vice mm-hmm. versa, okay? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh itemized fees that are going into, um, you know, a home purchase, a lot of different companies that go into home purchase. So, um, you can pay them for yourself. You can ask the seller to pay for it. Um, ultimately, um, it's good to have it, you know, closing costs, if nothing more than you can keep more money in the bank, if the seller happens to pay for your closing costs. So I know you want me to tell you how much, but I I can't. (laughs) <laughs> we can, we can, uh, reach out to you. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a call. Numbers. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything else you can think of the top of your head? Like, what keeps you up at night? You're that you're like this buyer should know this beforehand. I wish I could teach this in high school. Well, just the cost of home ownership. Yeah. You know, um, somebody called me this week and they got their loan denied, and they called me up and they. You know, she was, she wasn't crying on the phone with me, but she told me she was crying and mm-hmm. over the weekend. And, um, after I said, listen, let's just start now. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's see where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Let's give you a game plan. Okay. She didn't qualify for this house for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. And it was egregious that she was put through that because she had to come out of pocket for appraisal money. She spent over a thousand dollars in inspections and appraisals right. on a house that she was never going to close on. But, you know, when you bu- purchase a house, it's good to have some money left over. Yeah. You know, I'm the guy that, uh, I tell the story quite frequently with people buying a house. I'm the guy that didn't know you can't put potato skins down at disposal. Okay. <laughs> Not I've good. I owned a garbage disposal, so I don't really okay. know either. <laughs> well, I shouldn't because I put these potato skins, I saw, I think I'm helping out around the house and I just throw them down at the disposal, turn that bad boy on and 
now I've got a $500 bill to get a plumber out there because I can't change a tire <laughs> to uh, put in a new disposal. Um, but there are things that pop up when you own a house. Yes. And it's not a scary thing. It's great. It's exciting. It gives you self-confidence. It, it's great to raise a family in a home. But you always want to be prepared for that, you know, Dave Ramsey emergency fund, right? That, right. that he always talks about. So I think it's real important. Um, and this borrower didn't have a whole lot of money in the bank. And I told her, I said, this was a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. That house was way too much. You know, I couldn't get you approved for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you wouldn't be able to really live and get your nails done and hair done and right. uh, all the things that you like to do. The necessities. Absolutely. <laughs> so th- that uh, that's that's a big one. Hey, just understanding, comprehending. Uh, emergency funds are important over and above, you know, what you're bringing to closing. Uh, as far as keeping me up at night, I would say that this year's a unique year. Every single person in the mortgage business is extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have tight, it's so competitive that some of these contract close dates are really tight. And, and, and then in a normal year, they're, they're not absurd, you know, or anything weird like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, I think just under, if everybody understood how many pieces and parts that goes into getting a mortgage complete, and if one factor is off, it could delay mm-hmm. closing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I tend to fall on the sword. You know, if anything would happen, but there's there's a lot of pieces and parts that go into that. Um, and in this year, you know, houses are selling for a lot more. Um, you know, some of these appraisals aren't coming in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> Some people take it personal, but when you mm-hmm. sell your house for $25,000 more and it was listed for, you might have a chance that that thing's going to, um, but I really operate my business to not to control what I can control mm-hmm. and what I can't control. Um, I don't worry about anymore. I used to. Yeah. Um, so I it's, a, take a, take a learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> got to just, you control what you can control. So, um, I would think the only thing that I, um, would say is just um, making sure that I do everything up front and probably what's kept me up at night the entire time. Now that I come really focused on it is I never want to pre-approve somebody and not be able to get them across the finish line because right. something I could have done and up front. Up. Yes. And actually that brings up a really good point of something I do want to talk about is um, when people are Googling these pre-approvals and fast pre-approvals and they're just clicking a couple boxes and then you get a letter that says, oh, you're pre-qualified or blah, blah, blah for this amount. Um, and they're not sending over their actual documents and taxes and stuff like that. They're thinking they're, they're done and pre-approved and good to go, but they're kind of getting led on and given false hope. But you guys particularly like collect all that stuff up front. So touch on on how that works up front when you are getting pre-approved. Yeah. Um, I just had somebody call me yesterday and they were pre-approved and they called me because uh, the real estate agent didn't mm-hmm. have a comfort with the uh, state lender. Right. Um, and we determined really quickly that this person was not a- actually going to be able to purchase a mm-hmm. home. Okay. Um, you have to know how to ask the right questions, understand guidelines. But... Uh, what is a pre-approval a pre-approval uh, let's go differences between pre-approval and pre-qual pre-qualification like okay. this, like you just spoke about yeah a pre-qualification is you put in your information we all take you at your word mm-hmm. everything you put in there your income your assets all that stuff pull credit so credit might be good but you're really overstating your income maybe or maybe you're, mm-hmm. you're right on the money but a prequal is nothing's verified right okay besides credit was pulled and deemed to be satisfactory. A pre-approval is we've actually collected the documentation. 
the tax returns um, if needed, W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements, okay? If you're receiving any kind of um, uh, income, if you're getting child support, whatever it might be, we're going to document your income and make sure. Now, we have to make sure that we collect it, but just collecting is not good enough. We need to verify and we've seen uh, this year, it, it's been really unique with COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. If somebody's making, you know, used to making whatever they made a year, we have to look at it and say, okay, we got year to date income that's off. Well, t- right. talk to me about this. Had this conversation consistently. Why is your income off? Okay. If you're making this per hour, you should be here. Why was it off? Oh, it was off for six weeks. Okay. We'll document that. That's, you know, okay. we're okay. We can get around that, but we are actually verifying. We're pulling your credit, all three bureaus. We're verifying your information. We're putting the information into the software correctly, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's going to generate a decision. So, um, but yeah, that is uh, it's very important that you actually have a lender do a true pre-approval. Where mm-hmm. if they're not asking, I have people all the time. Well, nobody asked me for this for the last company. Yeah, and buyers think it's like they're frustrated. They're like, "Why do they need to know this?" And listen, you're going to have to give it up eventually. Oh, yeah. And it's better just to do it up front in the long run and not have any surprises. Oh, yeah. I've lost business because I've done my job right. You actually shared a review recently that made me chuckle that somebody sent you a review that they were mad that they felt they needed to give everything, including their pants size. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly on your review. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was actually a post. It wasn't a client. I, I lost that person. It was it was it was an email. It wasn't even a review. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he was absolutely uh, furious with me that I would even ask him for a pay stub. Uh, the other lender, quote unquote, saw that he had an 800 credit score and gave him a pre-approval right away. And mm-hmm. you're asking me for everything. Yeah. Pants yeah, side. Yeah. It was a, yeah. <laughs> so I've lost business that way, but I assure you over time that I've gained more business than I've lost because oh, yeah. of my, you know, reputation in the area of doing the, my job up front. And he, for the record, he really doesn't ask for your pant size. <laughs> no, no. Just don't ask for mine either. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just love that we're able to give people this knowledge up front because I do think that is like a super misconception and they don't realize um, it, it's just such a good thing to do all that up front and not have your hopes up and not be halfway through the process and be shoveling out money for appraisals and inspections and then find out you're at a stop point. So um, definitely super important to get that done ahead of time. Also, when we were touching about like all the other people um, having their hands in and the different components it takes to get the loan approved, I think buyers don't realize that it's super important to get those documents in as fast as possible. In my own situation on our very first house, my husband was working out of time, out of town at the time, um, and I didn't have control of his documents or else it would have been a oh, faster yeah. process because yeah. we weren't married yet and he was still living at home and all that. And our loan got delayed very, uh, maybe two, two weeks to a month. And it was because he was not giving those documents on a timely manner because of him being out of town. Um, so I think people don't realize that if you're not getting those documents to the bank, they can't move forward and it, and then they're mad at the bank, but it's not the bank's fault. It's your own fault. It's absolutely a, uh, getting a mortgage is a participation sport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we can be on our game and work really hard, but if we're not getting what we need in a timely fashion, mm-hmm. um, it is absolutely giving you an opportunity to not close on time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, it's really on, um, 
everybody involved. Okay. If there's one weak link and things yeah. are getting, and then, then we have a, a big potential for a delay. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that this episode was full of tons of knowledge and information. I really hope that, um, somebody learned something today and, um, we're excited to help you guys when it's time to buy and Jason's here for you guys and I'm here for you and we can get through it together. So, um, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again, Jason, for coming and please like subscribe, comment, share, and we appreciate all the feedback. Thank you. Bye.